podcast, we talk to thought leaders about feminine and masculine energy and how it shows up in our business, our parenting, and especially our relationships. We'll dig deep on any and all topics under the sun. Grab a coffee and buckle up. This is the She's the Owner podcast. Let's get going. Okay. Hey, everybody. It's the She's the Owner podcast. I'm your host, Kara McCarran, and this is episode 107. Um, we have a guest on again. We haven't done that in a while. It's usually me just yapping. So I want to introduce Yelly Power. And um, so her and I met through the Coney, Coney, Tony Robbins community. <laughs> Already it's a shit show. Um, from the Tony Robbins community. And we were actually just talking about crewing and just kind of what, what does that look like and what does it entail? And so tell us a bit about yourself. Tell me about your business. And then we're just, you know, we're going to have a chat, a cas- casual chat about the business side of things and masculine feminine energy and all the good stuff. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm so excited. So, so, so excited. Believe me. Um, I'm Yeli Power, as I said. My full name is Yeli Da Power. I am from the Dominican Republic, been, have been living in Ireland for the last 10 years. And my name has always been that thing that people always remember about me. Like that first time when I said my name for the first time, that they will never forget that. That's my name. And I am a mom of two wonderful boys. I am a marketer. I am a musician. I'm a photographer. And I am a lover of human behavior. You know, I love and believe so much in personal growth. And the business that I run, it's called Well Being and Music. And I also run a business that I had to stop because of the pandemic last year when I, when I suddenly had to become a homeschooling mom um, in 2020 without any notice. I yep, had to stop. I feel that. My, yeah. I had to start, stop, stop running my mentoring business. I, I mentor women um, like me. Um, to go through, to build their businesses and to become more independent in order to achieve happiness and growth and all of that. But that's that's going to be relaunched this summer. Um, but the business that I'm going to talk about today, the one that I'm running now, it's Woe in Music. And the why of that, that business is because I, as a musician, I was educated in a very formal and structured and squared way, in a very masculine way, if we talk about masculine and feminine, in a very structured, logic, squared, right. um, and very rigid way. And I had, and I discovered, uh, reconnecting with music just a few years ago when I became a mom, that music is the most uh, romantic, intuitive, and passionate thing. And having that, having had those two journeys of like studying music in a very rigid way and then finding some like well-being and connection and passion through it, I created a school that educates not only in music, the masculine way, Mm. uh, but also in getting some well-being through the music. So that's me. Amazing. Amazing. I love the combo of your accent too. I I can, so... My like my children's dad um, is partner in one of my businesses, etc. He um, he's of Irish descent. He does not have an Irish accent, but it's right. I can hear yours <laughs> in the middle of your Latina accent. So it's very yeah. cool. Like it's very it's quite sexy. It's very feminine energy with a little dash of masculine. Um, Thank you so much. So so it's interesting when you talk about um, for, like 
so where my mind wants to go right now is to talk about the marketing side. Like when you say you're a marketer, I'm also a marketer. I have an, a, a company called The Content Company yes. and uh, we create content for digital marketers for their clients. So blog posts, website content, um, S, you know, all for SEO and conversion. I mean, I don't like to even say SEO for SEO anymore because it's not. If, if you write for conversions, SEO happens naturally. That's yeah. just how it is now. So... If if you're cool, I would love to talk a little bit about that because Absolutely. that industry and and part of why I I feel not completely, but part of why I feel like I was so deeply in my masculine was because that industry in particular, digital, is a very 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 male dominated industry. So, do, were you working for an agency or have it has it been on your own? Like, tell me a little bit about kind of the dynamic there because I think it's important to talk about digital marketing is very trendy right now. Everybody wants to be a freaking digital marketer. Yeah, and they don't. And women in particular, I think we're exceptional marketers. Exceptional. We're exceptional marketers because it's creativity. It is, and that's the feminine. Yeah. And then, yeah. but then there's the guys who are like, let's talk about metrics Business. and analytics yeah. and, and data management and blah, 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 blah. And you're like, what the fuck? Like that makes yeah. my eyes cross. I, that's not my jam. I can get there, but talk a bit about your experience in the industry from the masculine perspective of digital. Cause I think that'd be an interesting story to hear. Yeah. So like if I share my, my, my experience within the digital marketing experience, I have to go back to my marketing experience because I come from the traditional sales and marketing experience. So I, I had a very, um, successful, let's call it, corporate career. I worked for companies such as Ikea, Conforama, um, Habitat, like big, big retailers. So I got a really strong and big training in sales and, and marketing, the traditional way. Um, however, when I got to Ireland and I completed my MBA in marketing and I continued, um, you know, wanting to grow in the corporate career. And the only way of growing in a corporate career, I have realized that it's becoming very masculine. Mm, because yep. the leaders and the owners and the way the things are structured um, is, is the things are run with from a very masculine energy. Yep. Um, so I got to a point where I needed to create more. I felt that I wasn't creating enough. And that's when I decided to become an entrepreneur because I, I felt that I, I wasn't being myself. I wasn't connected to myself and I wasn't being happy. And at the same time, I became a mom. And that's when I said, I have an opportunity here to um, use all this knowledge that, I, that I've gotten from the corporate world, from the very structured, squared, and it, which I'm very grateful for because I wouldn't be here if I wasn't there before. Right. But, um, but that's when I, I decided to get into digital marketing. Okay. Yep. Um, before I got into digital marketing, I got into music. So I got into music for a while and as a way of marketing my own musical business, mm. I got a mentor in digital marketing in order to learn all the strategies. Right. And when I learned digital marketing, I realized that it's basically the same basis, know your customer and speak in their language with some of the, some, some other things and other channels, of course, but it's basically the same thing. Okay. Yeah. So I do think that you do not only to be in a digital marketing business, but to be in business means to be very masculine because right. biggest, the biggest businesses have been like the countries are run by men. Yep. You know? So, so yeah, so I, I realized. It's very that. true. Very yeah. true. And I think too, it's interesting to mention like I, so I have four daughters. My oldest is my stepdaughter, but I have, she's, so she's 33 I, and then I have 
um, 24, nine, almost 20 and almost 12, all girls. You're, you're so young. <laughs> I turned 45 in January. So. You're so I had young. a facial this week, so maybe that's helping. <laughs> no, you're so young. Um, but you know, like it's when you think about the, and this is, and I would love to hear your take on this. This is the thing that I, I find really f- frustrating when you talk about, and, and, you know, before everybody asks me about it's men bashing, it's not that men. I love men; they're delicious and squishy and beautiful, yeah. and we need them. And there are heroes we when we them, let yeah. them. Yeah. But in business, oftentimes, like that's why this is called "She's the Owner." When I first started the content company, um, so Ken and I, so he's my partner in the business, uh, and he he and I started it in it'll be seven years in April which holy shit, like that's extraordinary on its own because that, you know, as you know, like that's, that's a tough nut to crack. And I would go to trade shows and I would be standing there. And I remember one time I went to one in Toronto, downtown Toronto, and I had my, one of my writers and he was happened to me, one of my best friends and he's a guy. So we're both sat at the booth. Okay. I'm dressed similar to how I'm dressed. You know, I had a blazer on jeans, whatever, look professional. And every guy went to him assuming he was the friggin' owner of the company. And I was like, and I kind of would watch and I just see how Paul would handle. And he's like, I don't know. Ask Kara. She's the owner. And so he kept saying that over and over again. And I remember a couple of years later, I was working with a coach and I said, you know, entrepreneurs, there's a high suicide rate in entrepreneurs because it's a very stressful place to be. And we don't talk about it. And I said, I really want to start some type of movement around talking honestly with other entrepreneurs about this stuff. And he said, well, and I said, you know, I told him that. So he goes, that's what you should call it. And I was like, what? He goes, she's the owner. I was like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's good. So I kind of put it away and it has morphed over time. But it's interesting because like when you're in the feminine, especially in marketing, that is how you and I can connect. Like I can look at you and I can know if I'm in my heart, I can know what you need. I'm not trying to shove something in your face that you don't want. No. And it, it's and it's frustrating to me, like just watching industry in general, the, the men are definitely still at the, the realm. But what I've noticed over time is that women who are powerful, like you, right? Corporate women. I've been in a Kind, I've been in digital, I've been in agency life, so not quite corporate, but ish. <laughs> yeah. You still play ping well, pong be, in the, it, it can be. It, yeah, it can be very corporate. But what's interesting is that we are conditioned as women to be bitches to each other. If you're at the top, it's because you were a bitch. If you're at the top, it's because you stepped on everybody else or you slept with everybody else or blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like if you look at the shows and I don't know how old you are, but like in the eighties, it was Falcon Crest, Dynasty, all these shows, Roseanne Barr, like they were all per- portraying women who are powerful or the heads of families, but they were assholes. And so over time we had this conditioning where if you wanted to be successful, <clears throat> excuse me, yeah. you have to be a bitch. And oh. here's the crazy part. Last year in 2020, I watched two series, Emily in Paris and Younger, both on one's on Netflix, one is on HBO or Crave or one of them. And then another one came out this year called Flack with Anna Paquin. I haven't seen them. I'm terrible with TV. all three. Me too. I don't, we don't watch, I don't watch TV. I just watch occasionally. Like I'm, I'm obsessed with my, my company. So I don't really, but there's times where I'm like, fuck it. I'm binge watching whatever it is. So I watch these. Me too. Yeah. I watch these three shows and they're all women in power and they're all bitches. They all sleep around or they're promiscuous and they're mean as hell to the, the people beneath them. And the other ones are women underneath them. 
So I don't know if you have like thoughts on that and like, why do we, why the, the men are making these shows? Absolutely. Okay? That's but it. why is that the formula? Like, why is that no, the formula? Like, why does that I, sell? I think that we've, we've always like, we, we live in a world that is very unequal Right. And it's starting to change with all of us and like being actively on social media, like with yep. social media growing, like people like Mary Forleo, um, yep. people like Oprah um, and other women that I like really respect and support. Well, those two are quite big and I really, you know, follow them. And But and, Marie Forleo, let me just jump in there. She's very in her masculine still. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, she's trying to be like, this is the, this is where we have to change because I I've done her course. I spent three grand doing her course last year and it was, it helped cattle, you know, it was a good catalyst, but she's still pretending to be like the men. Like we're still trying to dress up like the guys instead yeah. of owning our lane of genius, which is the feminine. I think that the problem there is that, as I was saying at the beginning, we live in a very masculine world, mm -hmm. you know, and we, don't even haven't even realized until we stop and think about these things. I mean, I didn't even know that I had a masculine side until my therapist about two years ago said, yeah, because you know that you have two sides, right? And I was like, no, <laughs> this is new. <laughs> no, I didn't. She was like, yes, you have a side that is very masculine. And you, you probably have some traits from your dad there and you have a side that is very feminine. And, 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 she, and she clearly explained those two things. But for me, I thought that I was Yeli and Yeli was a very controlling person because it's right. that, yeah, being a control freak is something that I, I'm starting, I've started to apply since, since I've been doing therapy with her. Well, therapy or sessions, it's a, like, it's a type of like getting consciousness with yes. her. And I didn't even know it. I, I, I just thought that that was the way I was. And I probably yep. became that person because when I was in school, if I was romantic, all throughout school, you know, that being romantic and drawing hearts only suits until you're in first grade. After right. that, that's not cool anymore. Right. You know? Yep. So you have to you have to wear those masks that sometimes you don't even know that you're wearing them until you face yourself in right. something like we are doing here. You know, yep. we are entrepreneurs and being an entrepreneur for me is facing your biggest fears and facing yourself and then helping somebody else face or or, or making the path easier. Right. Yeah, helping them right. up the mountain yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah, it's it's interesting because we don't recognize it as women in business. We just think we're competing and that we have to do it this way. And it was for for me um and I love that you share that with with what your therapist is saying. That's a very um enlightened therapist because most don't have any knowledge of this stuff. Most are like you're an A type like it looks like you're a control freak or you're an A type personality or yeah. really you're in your masculine. And it's yeah. and you can you can absolutely move out of it. Uh, Tony Robbins does the disc assessment. I don't know if you've ever done it. Yeah, yeah, I've done. So I bet you're high D. Is that what you are? High D? I, oh my God, I can't remember what I am. And it's I got probably high D because that's masculine or that's control or that's I like... I have yeah. a very, like a, a massive mix because I'm very compassionate right. and altruistic too. Right. And then I'm very responsible, very controlling. Right. So I have a very strong side and very, you know, you know, steps, you know, squared, I call yes. it, you know, yep. which I'm blending now. And right. then I have a very compassionate side. Yep. You know, I have the two. Right. It's, it's beautiful when you can recognize it too, right? Like, but we get, we get attached to this idea that I'm just a control freak or I'm just an agent. Cause that was the thing, right? Like, oh, she wears the pants in the family. Like, do you know how many times I heard that? Oh yeah, my God. Yeah. And do you know why? Because there's yeah. so many labels. Right. And we have believed those labels for right. years. 
you know, yeah. until I didn't start my personal development journey. I I didn't even I didn't even like had the idea of changing my beliefs. You know, that was right. something that I didn't even know that existed. I didn't even know that it was conditioned because of my environment. Right. You know, you just thought and, that's how you yeah, thought. And that was ex- that. exactly, you know, and if you don't know that there is that possibility of opening up and actually thinking differently and programming your mind differently, you don't even know that it exists. Yeah. And it's You're the same asleep. with the labels. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. Uh, so t- talk a little bit, of, let's talk about your personal development journey. I mean, that's kind of like my favorite thing to hear about how to, how do you get, so are, when you, when you, you said at the top of the show, you're, you were a mentor last yeah. year. And, and so are you, are you saying mentor or coaching? Like, tell me a bit about that first. And then, and then maybe tell me a bit about how you got into like your journey into personal development. Well, okay. So the personal development thing started before I became a mentor, mm-hmm. but I've always been very, I've always been into growing and supporting. Mm. I'm very supporting. I love, you know, I just love helping people. If I have a formula that works, I genuinely give my formula. You know, I've always done it with diets, with exercise, and even with my prayers or whatever that I have been doing at the moment, like something that had worked for me, I I have always shared it with people. Because I believe in, you know, that the the, the true... like happiness is in actually sharing what you know yeah. and what you can do, you know, with people being able to change from within and then, you know, give it, right? So my personal journey started, um, a personal development journey started when I was only 21 years of age. I started my degree here in Europe and I, like, I came from the Caribbean, Dominican Republic to Barcelona mm. and the UK. So I did three years here, one year in the UK. I did media and communication. So um, production, radio, documentary, all of that. And um, when I went back to the Dominican Republic in 2005, yes, yeah, I met my husband in the UK, by the way. So okay. that was my boyfriend. So that's why I'm in Ireland again. And uh, when I went back, I felt completely lost. I felt very, you know, after four years studying abroad, another language, the big change of going back to my parents' house yeah. and not knowing what to do with my life uh, because I was with a like really good degree. But nobody would be able, like, there, was, there weren't any podcasts. There, there, wasn't, there wasn't any YouTube. Like, the only option was for me to go and work in TV and, or radio. And I tried it, but um, the offer wasn't very clean, so I didn't accept it. Okay. And you know what I mean by clean, you know? So, mm-hmm. like, the, like the, there was a suggestion of something else, some trade, sexual, yep. Yep. you know? Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm not doing that, you know? Right. Like, I'm not going to get that because of this, you know, that's right. not happening. So I, I rejected that opportunity. Beautiful. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then I felt completely lost and I heard about this um, group of people that were doing like retreats um, for growth. Right. And I started to go to those retreats against my mom and my dad, because I don't believe in any of that, I think. Yep. Um, with all my savings, they were quite expensive. You know yourself, like personal development is expensive. Oh, it's pricey. Go, yep. Yeah, it is pricey. And that's where I started. And that's where I, they started, you know, show, teaching me affirmations, uh, teaching me how to change my mindset, how to wake up in the morning. And, you know, all, all the things that now I have a name for, mm. I started to hear about them then. Okay? Right. So I did that then. And then I went back to my normal environment. I was dealing with my parents. So I came, I went back to the, to the same wheel of you know thinking that you know having the negative thoughts or the negative talk or whatever anyway long story short mentoring I'm gonna I'm gonna you just skip all my 
corporate career in the Dominican Republic, came to Ireland, became a mom. You don't have to skip it. This is your time. Ah, okay. We want to hear okay. it. Go for it. Okay. No, so don't, don't after- be in your masculine. <laughs> we're not, we're not hunting. This is the metal report. I want to hear all the details. Go girl. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. So I, after I did that course, I found a job in a retailer in the marketing department and I started working in marketing. So that's when I put together my creative side of things. I came from the UK, having done documentary, um, um, a lot of advertising projects, you know, a lot of creativity. And then I went to the corporate world and I put those two things together, working for a marketing department. Right. And, and, and I learned a lot about being working in a corporate world, in the corporate world, you had to be very formal. You had to be very, um, like on time. It, there wasn't any flexibility to, in order to start, you know, I was never like the flexibility only worked when I had to work extra hours. Never. For right. Had, never yeah. in the reverse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. That sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. So I used to, for example, I worked on the catalogs. You see those catalogs that you mm-hmm. get in JCPenney and all of that. I used to produce those, those catalogs, you know, together with a photographer Amazing. and the agency. So, we could have, you know, if we had an offer, I remember being in the agency until 6 a.m. in the morning. And then I yep. had to be in the office the office the next day. I was, I'd never received an email or a phone call or a text saying, you can stay home this morning because you worked over three days, right? Yep. No, I had to be in the office. So I learned a lot through, through that experience. I really loved being in a marketing department. That's when I realized that the creative side of a business is marketing. Right. And I said, oh, I love this. Okay. I kept working. Then the competition hired me. I obviously got a better offer and yep. I was a graphic design manager and a point of sale manager for the competition. And, and I've always, I've always been so ambitious. I don't know. Well, there's nothing wrong with being ambitious. That's something no. that, that, that I learned actually recently. You know, I had an astrology session a few months back and my astrologist told me, you don't need to feel guilty for being ambitious that's right. good you know that's yep. a good thing you don't it's not it's nothing wrong with it and again I think there's something connected with my very core beliefs about being ambitious right and I'm breaking through that yeah um, so I was very ambitious Ikea came to Latin America the first shot the first door and I was hired after a process of seven interviews I got the wow yeah. so I did the job from marketing to sales so I became a sales manager for Ikea and I went to the Netherlands. They have a school where they train people. Yeah, wow. Their concept and everything. And I worked there and I was mentored by the heads of the world. Right. So that was an amazing opportunity. So I had the mix of marketing, sales, and I was, okay, that's a good mix. I will, I will be able to become an entrepreneur someday. Right. And come to Ireland, complete my MBA in marketing because I had a career in retail and I wanted to break with that. Every time people used to see my CV, it was like, okay, you come from a retailer. So here's another job in retail. Right. And I was like, okay, I'm like, I can't do something else, you know? Right. Started a, um, my postgrad in photography. I'm also a trained photographer and came to Ireland with my husband that I met in the UK, lived here. Long story short, was working in sales mm-hmm. and digital sales. For a while, okay. I went to the US for a training in Columbia, Missouri. I remember selling and buying <laughs> the space, and then I worked for a multinational company that has uh, offices here in Ireland and Boston. And I was selling and negotiating. I, I'm really good at negotiating, uh, which is really good. But I need to create at the same right. time. If I'm only doing one thing, I can get easily bored. 
Yeah, have to do loads of That's things. an entrepreneur, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The search is over. Yeah. Don't worry. That's what you are. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. That's that's beautiful. That's a beautiful story. So like yeah. when did so when did you know? Because I here's here's I mean when did, I, I when became, did you know like you were an entrepreneur and that this this working for other people was bullshit and you were like ready? Um I suppose when I became a mom for the first mm. time, I had the courage to say it. I'm doing this, you know, I'm actually doing it. And I'm not, af- I'm not that afraid. I was afraid, of course, yeah. but I'm not that afraid. Okay. Because I felt now I'm working in something that I don't feel hundred percent fulfilled. I'm very qualified and I don't want to spend the rest of my life feeling miserable. Yep. So that's when I said, I'm, I'm doing it now and I don't care. Right. Um, that that was my my moment. I suppose you know my dad died uh, when before my first boy was born. Okay. 2013, and he I was here, so he died. When did he time. When did he die in 2013? The 15th of June. Oh, you just gave me a heart palpitation. My dad. I thought you were going to say January because that's when my dad died. Really? Yeah. 2013. Yeah, January 15th. And I was they, like, when you were starting with the jails, like. <laughs> holy shit, there's like, there's some connection here. Yeah. Mine died suddenly that year. And like, it was a massive shock to the system. Yeah. So he died suddenly. I couldn't see him. I couldn't say goodbye to him. So Me I had too. a lot of you too saying, yep. I had a lot of, wow, that's a, that's such a, that's such a, I quit everything <laughs> after that. And I, I, yeah, I walked into my boss's office after about three months of trying to just power through it in the masculine. And I said, I don't give a shit about anybody's ranking. I don't care about their portfolio. I don't care about any of it. I'm out. And I left. Yeah. Yeah. So I felt kind of the same. I just felt like life is so short and, you know, like, like a big part of my life is now gone. Mm -hmm. Definitely forever. I'm not going to live my life thinking what I could have done and not doing it every day. (laughs) Can you see behind me that, that poster that says fear of regret, keep that shit close. I, oh, I, I can a, see my whole, yet. <laughs> my whole wall has like a whole, you can see it's like full yeah. wall. Yeah. That's, that's the biggest yeah. thing. That's same thing. I'm not, I'm not going to get to the end and look back and be like, Oh, good for you. You played five out of 10. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I felt, I felt, I felt completely, you know, like my life just, I wasn't, I went into another dimension. I think, mm-hmm. you know, when, when that happened, I remember, I remember I couldn't, uh, like nothing really mattered. It was only the fact that something was lost forever. Do you know yeah. that type of way? Yep. So no, and then I became a mom, and I, I, and I, I, I learned how it is to to have a responsibility of having kids and the time and yep. being like not being able to bring my kids to the doctor or to the first day in nursery or. Right. I said like, what's life about? You know, yep. if I'm going to be nine to five not happy with what I'm doing. This is not it, you know? And I decided to let, let everything, leave everything and start from scratch. And when I built my music school, when it became successful, I said, I'm ready to help other people do the same thing. Right. You know, you yep. know, um, like so many women, if I feel this way, a lot of people are feeling this way and I have everything in order to help somebody else do the same. And that's what I did with my mentoring. Yeah. You know? And, and I love that you say that because I think, so we, there's a couple of things that I, that I, that are coming up and it's one is this idea 
when we're in our, in our hunter mode and our masculine mode, like you and I both have been in our previous lives and still now, like you do need to have that. I'm a hunter. I'm ambitious. Like if you, if you can't activate the masculine energy, nothing gets accomplished. Like there was a couple months at the end of last year, I was just sort of floating around in my feminine. And I was like, I'm not actually doing anything. I need to get my shit together (laughs) because I was so in the feminine that I was like, Oh, creation. Like nothing was, you know, I wasn't making money at this business, blah, blah, blah. But we get, we do get so, um, like used to this hustle constantly. And in that hustle mode, we're not cooperating with each other. Right. So if I'm a coach and you're a mentor or a coach, cause that's sounds to me like where you're headed is coaching, but yeah. there's probably some belief around the word coaching <laughs> that you don't really want to say it yet. Just, just, just it's, say it's, it's so it's only imposter syndrome. Like yes. I'm not a certified coach. So yep. I don't call myself a coach, but people call me a coach and I'm you're like, not. Oh. Okay. I'm going to, I'm coming at you hard now, sister. I'm not a certified coach. I have 20 years of entrepreneurial experience where I can help somebody take their business from the start to execution. I have a six figure company myself. You have a company yourself. (laughs) Certifications are bullshit. Like truly they really are bullshit because a lot of the certifications that are out there, at least currently, like there's the Tony Robbins, Robbins, Madonna's one. My coach said flat out, don't take it. You don't need it. You're ready now. And I was like, right. Holy shit. Okay. (laughs) But there are coaching programs you can take for three months online and all of a sudden you're a coach. And like a 23 year old could do that. They have no life experience, no children, no nothing. And they're like, I'm a coach. Right. (laughs) So here's what I'll tell you. And I would love to invite you into our accelerator group. We're launching it in the next uh, 30 days. And it's like a, a 90 day program to help. Like first month is mindset. Second month is business. And third month is execution. Um, but like the reality is, is that there is so, especially after 2020. So where I was going with that is women, we get like competitive in that hunter mode, like, Oh, Yelly wants to be a coach. Well, she can't come in my neighborhood. Cause I'm a coach in my neighborhood. Right. Yeah. And, and that's the masculine in the feminine. We're both like, okay, babe, you go take that half of the room. I'll go take this half. Cause we need so many of us to help lift <laughs> everyone up that there are 7.5 billion people on this planet. One, you and one me, we can't get to any of them. Yeah. So we need to start dipping into that feminine and like, and, and honoring each other and saying, well, that's it. Yeah. Because you're going to, you're never going to coach the same way that I coach. Never. There's never, no. ever, there's, people, that's it. Yeah. There's, and I can take a hundred women a year in my group coaching max. Like that is absolute the maximum that I can handle for 2020 or 2021. So that leaves a whole lot of other people. That's a whole lot of other people that need our help. So if, if there's a lot of us or a lot of, yeah, if there's a lot of us, there's a lot of people needing us. That's it. That's the the only reason why we exist. Yeah. We've, We've used coaches. We've used programs. We've spent the money. We know and um, so I think it's it's exciting, and and I'm I hope you really lean into coaching because <laughs> coaching you, mentorship is free, my friends. You got to make you got to make. Oh yeah, I've never really? paid a mentor. Oh no, yeah, no, no. Well, my my one wasn't free. <laughs> She's <laughs> like, hold on so a no, minute. Here. So no, I'm a coach. Sister, you're <laughs> problem solved. Done. There's your first session. <laughs> Beautiful. Now I'm a coach. <laughs> Because yeah, mentorship definitely. is free. You're a mentor. You're not, that's, so anytime anyone says mentorship, I'm like, so you're, 
Okay, cool. That's, that's what no. you're doing. For, right. And you mentored yeah. young people too, but like, you know, you could, th- th- again, there's so many women who need our help, like really need our help to live into this place where I'm so much more powerful and so much more happy when I know how to get into my heart and run my company from my heart. Right. Like, and that's the big piece that we miss as women who've been in leadership roles is like, well, it makes sense. You know, it makes sense to do marketing. If you, and women that like, like, I think that, you know, it's just being authentic Mm -hmm. and giving a shit, Mm -hmm. you know, just, just being yourself, which is the most basic thing. But that we, we like that only maybe, I don't know, maybe 20, 25% of us are ourselves, you know, we're afraid of being ourselves and we're afraid of being ourselves because of we like the way we've been um, brought up because mm-hmm. of our society, because of the labels, because of, you know, so many other, so many things that we've, we've, we, we've been carrying and we've been believing and, and we're just not being ourselves. It's we're, we're, we're being, you know, we're, we wear a mask right. and that's who we are. Some of us forever. You yeah, know, which is quite most bad. most of yeah. us forever, yeah. you know, and yeah. that's like so. Let's talk a little bit about your parents and and kind of your childhood. Like for me, really quickly, like my parents were alcoholics. They were abusive. They were very, very, very hurt. And you know, hurt people don't know how to raise children lovingly. That's just what happens. Um, but both were entrepreneurial. And both didn't really do that. They both worked at jobs because they thought that's what you had to do. Um, and when we talk about masculine, feminine energy, and Tony talks about this, um, have you been to date with destiny yet? No, I haven't. Oh, girlfriend, <laughs> go do it no, this year at the, it only comes around once a year. I mean, it might actually come around in the UK, but it for no, sure it happened, it's in the US. That, that, happened, that happened before Christmas, I, I think. Okay. Yeah. The UK do version. it. You will yeah. n- never regret doing that event. It's it's yeah. my favorite event. Oh, it's hi. a hard event, but who? Um, but Tony asks the question: Who did you? Whose love did you crave more, mom or dad? And it took me a day or two to really. It wasn't an obvious answer for me, and then I realized it was my mother. Okay, well, who did you have to be for your mother to love you or, or your perception? I had to be in my masculine because she was looking for a leader. So she would get drunk and she would take pills and she would be like depressed and crying and all the things. And my dad wasn't paying attention because he was in his feminine off somewhere, not paying attention. And so she was looking for that masculine role. And even and even further to that, as a young child, if I wasn't in charge, bad things would happen in our house. So even at 10 years old, I was like, I better be in control because mom's going to get hurt or dad's going to get hurt or brother's going to get hurt. And so I, I craved her love more and I had to show up as her savior. So that really determined what my behavior was going to be over time. And it wasn't until I was 42 where I was like, oh, this is, this is masculine energy and I need to switch it because I'm not happy being like all the time. I don't yeah. want to be in control all the time. No, but so, you like, yeah. You don't know. So tell me a bit about like, does any of that resonate with you? Like what, what were well, what my, like, yeah. My, in my childhood, um, I have to say my dad was an entrepreneur. He was a writer and oh, a beautiful. politician. Yeah. So he was, he, I, re- I remember, I heard somebody say, no, never him, but somebody told me that he said that working for somebody else wasn't his thing. Right. So he was going to be, you know, he was going to do his own thing. So he was a very creative person, but very, he was an historian and politician. Mm-hmm. So a very fact, right? Oh, factual person. 
So, you know, the conversations in my house would have been all the time, you know, like the, at lunchtime, they would have been, they would have been because I was never, you know, aware or, you know, like I, I never, I, I was never a news person. Right. And my brother and sister are, you know, mm. he's a, my brother is a lawyer, my sister is an economist. So they would share this poli- like political conversations, very intellectual and all of that. And I was never there. Um, so I was never part of that, you know, so the, the, all of like, all of them are very, and I'm, I was the creative of the right. house, you know? So I wanted to be so many things, you know, my brother and sister, they knew what they wanted to be since they were like, I don't know, maybe 11, they said one thing and that was, that, that was them done. And they went to college and they did that and they're doing that. And I was like, oh no, one day I wanted to be a TV presenter. The next day I wanted to be a pianist. The next day I wanted to be a lawyer. The next day, you know, so I was like the, the, the creative crazy kind of person in the house. Right. Yep. And, and, and all what I what, like, like I believe that I know that I have, and it's, it comes from home. It's the fact that you need to study, you need to have a degree. Otherwise you're not what you are saying you are, if you know what I mean. You yep. know? So, which is such so a I dangerous have, thing to teach a child because how many kids are there in college uh, so unhappy and spending their parents' money on, on degrees they're never going to use, right? So, yeah. 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 And well, I have four degrees, imagine. Yeah, so. that's crazy. <laughs> and a master's and a postgrad. Uh, but they like they come handy all together, I have to say. So so it was that, that you know, that very strict like upbringing it was he wasn't strict when it came to you have to have good grades you have to this but he was very strict in the way you know even the conversations had to be with the tone of respect and my mom was is a psychologist mm. but very 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 extremely feminine extremely mm. you know maybe like he was extremely masculine and then she was extremely feminist okay feminine feminine right so so if I have, you know, I have the extreme of this and the extreme of that. Right. You know? <laughs> so I can be like very controlling, go, go, go. I don't know how to relax or I can be vulnerable and, you know, like go like the lowest side of it. Right. You know? Yeah. So, so that's when my therapist showed me to kind of put them together. Balance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, because masculine burns you out. Like my my um, burns out completely. I, I did a hormone test in in September. I guess it was of last year. I worked with a health coach, and my cortisol was one hundred and eighty one out of two hundred, and that's psychotic. Like, and I, if you ask me though, and and my life isn't stressful. I mean, like it's really just not, you know, there's some things that I get stressed out about, but I really attribute that mostly to COVID because I really like the, putting me in a cage like this is hard, you know, for all of us entrepreneurs, right? My social life is Tony Robbins events. Like that's where I see all of my crew friends and everybody that I know in that community. And there's been no travel in over a year almost now. Right. So yeah. I think that was part of the stress, but just when we're in that hunter mode all the time. Like I I say this to women all the time. And that's why I really do this head to heart method because in the head, in the masculine, you're doing the things that make sense on paper. Like some people, it's going to school, it's going to get a degree that they don't give a shit about, but they have to, because they've been told and blah, 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 or starting a business that makes sense, but they don't love. And eventually for a woman in particular, your body will tell you it's time to switch. Like your body will get sick. It will either, you know, some degenerative disease will happen. You'll have a breakdown, whatever that looks like, but eventually the body will be like, lady, 
You need to slow down. And it's happening to women very young. Like I know young women who are getting tumors and who are getting like cancer scares. And it's like, you can't, you can't dishonor yourself in that, in that way. It's just some, something will eventually happen. And the, the other thing I talk a lot about is hormones, right? Like we have a 28 day cycle. Men have a 24 hour cycle. Like, just think so about that for a yes, second. So like in one day they go through their whole cycle and they're like, okay, giddy up next day. They're perfect. It takes us a month. Right. And so like, and the, the world is designed for 24 hours. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. So it's, I think it's interesting, but yeah, I mean, I, I love this conversation and I think it's important for women to keep talking to each other and really clarifying what is up here and what is in here. And, and honoring both of those things because there's the time is it, we have to stop. We have to stop doing what we think is the right thing to do and do what we know is the right thing. And you know it in the heart, not in the head. So now you absolutely know it in the heart. Yes. But <sighs> if you don't believe in your intuition, right. you can think that you're crazy and that you have a crazy voice inside you. A hundred percent accurate. Yep. Yeah. So you have to like, because I say it because of my own experience, I used to have a lot of intuition. I've always had it. But a few years ago, say four years ago, I used to hear that voice saying, you're not doing the right thing. Mm. But then somebody like, I'll tell you the exact, like the example. I asked for an advice of a friend, an expert in human resources about how to resign a job. You know, I needed to resign a job. And I asked her because she was an expert in it. Now she was an expert in human resources, but she wasn't an expert in humankind or in human connection or in, right. in communication, any of that. My way would have been a different way to the one that she said to me. And I said, oh, well, I won't believe myself and I'll believe her. Mm. And it didn't go right. Wow. And I knew inside me that I had the answer. Yeah, You know, I knew I do like, and, and since then, since after that, like weren't wrong that time, but like after that, because I don't like having bad relationships, you know, even right. if, I, if I'm going to quit something, I quit it the good way. I do things like upfront and I tell you the truth and I, and I, and, and, and in a nice way, right? There's right. no, there's no need to make people feel no bad. burning a bridge for yeah, no reason. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, exactly. So I just realized that you don't need to be, and listen to me saying this now, the one that was talking about the degrees before, you don't need to be an expert in an area in order to have the best answer to an area. Right. When it comes to relationships, when it comes to anything, really, like, you know, and it's, Mm -hmm. and I love that you brought that up because that that's one of the pillars of she's the owner is intuition. And like when I first launched the content company, I got out of the, by the skin of my teeth because we, we wrote for one of these, one of our clients and he loved what we were doing. He was looking for another business to invest. And so he approached me, he liked what I was about, blah, 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 you know, all the stuff. (laughs) And I was like, okay. And I'm telling you the first time I met him, I'm like, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. But I did not listen to her. I did not listen to my intuition. There you go. And I met him another time and he would do things like talk about SEO. And I said, finally to him one day, I said, if you say the word SEO one more time, you're not invited into this company. We are not an SEO company. We are a content writing company. We write for SEO. We are not an SEO. Like, so I was sitting there thinking, this asshole doesn't have any idea of what even, like, why am I sitting here and I'm talking to him? Yeah. So here, here's, what, here's what happened. It was, this was really bad. This was my best lesson in life on intuition. So I'm like, fuck it. 
he's going to, he's dangling a carrot in front of me for um, the yellow pages. Okay. I don't know if, mm-hmm. right. So yeah, 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 biggest pages, digital yeah. company, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, they're not, they, they didn't pivot well. And so that's why they are no longer relevant, but you know, seven years ago, he said, well, I know the guy who does all the websites for all the businesses and all the content. I know the guy in Yellow Pages. He's a really good friend of mine. We could get us in there and we could write the content for all of their clients. I was like, okay, beautiful. Like, yes, let's do it. January, I think third or fourth of, of 2015. Ken and I go to his house. My birthday. Okay. Interesting. My birthday is on the 24th of January. We're like, there's like some energy here. And I, we go to his house to sign all the paperwork. We incorporate the company. We create the McCarran groups. We can incorporate with his company to create the content company, blah, blah, blah. Up until this point, it was a sole proprietorship. We get there, we sign all the papers. I'm, I'm, I know it in my bones. This is wrong, but I've gone so far in the process that I'm like, my ego will not let me retract. And Ken was just happy to follow along. He didn't, whatever. Two days later, I get an email from the bank here in Toronto. Karen, we'd like you to fill out this credit application for this amount of money. 25 grand it was, nothing. And I sent back, so we give him half the company, okay? On paper, half the company. Oh, so you had signed. Oh, I signed it. I signed it all. I did not listen to my (laughs) intuition. I signed the shit out of all of the things, convinced Ken it was the right thing to do because the yellow pages, right? So I get this email and I'm like, I send it back and I said, why are you asking me for a credit application for the $25,000? And she said, well, I won't name his name. He said, well, you, he's applying to get this $25,000 to put into the account. And I said, I'm going to get back to you. That's not an investment. That's my credit. I own that credit. Where is the investment you said you were giving us? That's not an investment. I'm not giving you half my company for credit I already own. So I was like, holy shit. Like now it all clicked. I was like, I knew this guy was full of shit. I knew he didn't have the money. He said he had this million dollar house. He couldn't get the money. I did not listen to my intuition. And thank God, because that was the, that was the exit. I was like, this is not what we agreed to. This is not, you're not in, in, in you could break the contract. Right. Then. Cause he wasn't yeah. doing any type of infusion of anything. There was no, nothing. It was a credit app. That That's not, that's not an investment. And so think, and then he said, oh, you know, I spent $5,000 on a lawyer fees. I said, I spent 800 on mine. I'm sorry that you picked the most expensive lawyer to incorporate, but I'm just as incorporated as you are. And it cost me 800. I'm not paying your bill. And, that, and then I never heard from him again, but that's the most perfect example of how I knew it. Every step I was like, mm. no, but he's got this dangling this carrot. No, I don't know anything. So I'm just going to, and look, yeah, and, you, thank and you call God. yourself crazy and you call yourself yes. crazy and you call yourself yes. part. Oh, you're part. Oh yeah. You're always part. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know? you don't know you're, I'm still new at this. So I don't really know what I'm. Ah, yeah. Absolutely. Yes, That's like you absolutely thing. Yeah. in your body. The naive mistake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that happens. Well, too. this was an incredible conversation, and I so appreciate you coming on here. And uh, so, where can people find you? Let's even on the music side of things. Where can people find you if they're they're curious about your mentorship so, now? Coaching. She's not a mentor. She's a coach. Yeah, I'm the coach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but where can people find you? Hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I have. Well, I'm launching my new website. Um, actually, I have a meeting with my designer after this. I'm launching my new website in the next two weeks. But my website at the moment is www.thepianostudio.com 
or the piano studio dublin.com or uh, wellbeing and music on instagram or mrs power on instagram or mrs power on clubhouse are you on clubhouse? beautiful i am we should do a clubhouse together yeah we should yeah i love love clubhouse yeah, it's a good time i'll find you you have to well you'll, you'll tell it's just me who yeah i'm kara mccarran it's super okay. super easy i um i p- picked my name because i just that's what my inclination was so there you have it well thank uh, you so so much okay mrs power okay i'm gonna write that down and i'm gonna look for you and what was i gonna say and yeah and my so yes i'm launching my new website in a couple of weeks the well in a music website and i'll be relaunching my mrs power website in this for the summer amazing oh, amazing yeah. well let we me know coaching? if you need help with the coaching <laughs> business i'm happy to help you out on that in Thank that you area so, much. so i might i might yep. definitely amazing. And we'll have to talk about those tony robbins events definitely. yes so if you um yeah so let's just here we'll we'll um wrap it up and thank you guys for listening and we'll talk soon hey.